welcome to the British Online School podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you haven't already, please do hit that subscribe button. And if you like what you hear, also hit the like button. And why not chuck a comment in as well if you're enjoying something or would like to have your say on something we discussed today. And talking about today, we are going to be discussing education and football with Redden's central midfielder, John Swift. So uh, thank you so much for joining us today, John Swift. That's all right, no problem. Um, so if we can start off uh, by really sort of stating the obvious, at the moment you're living like the dream of every schoolboy at the moment who plays for their school, plays for their Saturday or Sunday league team by being a professional footballer. When did you know this was going to be your career and you sort of uh, hit it? Uh, I sort of, I, I, I say I know, but I feel like you never really do know. I think it's, uh, it's sort of just you believe that one day you're going to be a professional footballer. Um, and then when the time comes when you actually sign your first ever professional contract, I think that's when it really hits you. Um, and I, I think I signed, I think you can only sign a professional contract when just as you leave school. So um, the whole way through school, I think I started playing football when I was like six. So I've played uh, for years and I just always believed that um, football was going to be what I, what I was, was going to do. Um, and I think during school, during literally everything away from school, I was always playing football. Um, so I think when the time came about when I was probably 13, 12, 13, when it was starting to get really serious, I was, I was training two, three times a week, games on the Saturday and the Sunday became um, really, really important and I had to do really well. Um, so I think by the time I, I eventually was offered a professional contract, I think I was probably like 15 or 16, um, that's when it sort of really hit me and I was like, well, I'm leaving school now, I'm going into professional football. And then from then, um, just sort of taking, taking everything in my stride and try to do as well as I can. So for all those budding footballers then who are listening to you and obviously he's saying that you've been playing since six years old, what is it like being a professional footballer? Because I'm sure in their heads, and I've heard people say it, oh yeah, we get to train, we get to play, we get paid lots of money, but there's got to be more to it than that. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many... Uh, positive things that come with it um technically you are sort of you are sort of doing what you love doing so every every time every day I wake up I'm, I'm looking forward to going in and training I'm looking forward to going to the gym and getting better and 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 watching my games back on the Saturday and seeing what I can do well so there's loads of there's loads of positives obviously from it but there's also so there's also when things aren't going so well that people don't really see, um, and I mean stuff comes out in the media, of course, with like mental health and stuff like that. So there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that 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 people don't see um, when you're when you're not not getting in the team or you move to a new team and a new area with your whole family, and and you don't play. Um, I mean, there's so many players that it's happened to. Um, that you sort of just think, well, if you're not playing, move somewhere else. When it's it's easy to say that from the outside, but if you've moved all your family, um, in worst cases, to another country or something like that, then it becomes it does become quite hard. Um, but yeah, like I said, like there's so many positives to it that if you are 
a young kid and you do want to be a professional footballer. Um, I mean, talent's enough. Talent's not enough, sorry. So you can, you can be really, you can be unbelievable. But then when it comes down to actually trying to get better, you can always get better. There's, there's no limit to where you can stop. And I just think if I could tell myself when I was, if I could tell myself now when I was, um, I'd say 16, um, I'd, I'd tell myself so much to do differently. Um, and uh, yeah, I just think if, if, if young lads are out there trying to become professional footballers now, then you, you've got to sort of get it into your head that you need to work hard as well as, um, as, well as uh, your natural ability. Oh, fair. But if we can touch on that, because we, we take obviously mental health and physical health quite seriously. Obviously, being an online school, there's lots of possible side effects that could happen without going into school. But from when you started with Portsmouth back in 2005 in the Youth Academy, right up to like now, was there ever a point where it did just get too much and you thought, maybe this isn't for me? And if so, like, how did you get over that barrier? Um, I think when I, when I signed for Portsmouth uh, years ago, I um I did enjoy it. Um it was a bit it, it was like my the local team really wanted to 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 do well. Um and then I think the time come when uh they decided to let me go. Um and I was still young, I think I was like 10 or 9 or 10 or something. They decided that they weren't gonna extend my contract. I think when when you're that young, you don't even understand. It was sort of just like, oh, I play for Pompey. Um, and then they, they sort of just said, well, you're not going to... In my head then, I, they, they, they were like, well, you're not going to carry on with us. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I was young, so I was like, oh, it's giving me more time to, to play out in the park with my friends and play football. Do you know what I mean? And just I really, really enjoy it. And after, after that, I thought, like, um, I was really young, but I thought, oh, I've been released. Like, it's never a good feeling when you're getting released from a club. And I also went to Chelsea when I was younger on, um, on a trial. And uh, I think I was, I was, I went to, I played a big game. There was like 20 plus trialists played one big game and they picked three players from that game. And I was one of them players. So I ended up going on a six week uh, trial. And I think it ended up being like three months. And, um, when it comes to the end of it, there was two of us they had to pick from and they ended up picking the other guy. So that was like another letdown um, after the Portsmouth thing. And then spent two years just playing Sunday league um, with my friends and really trying to just enjoy it as much as I can. Um, and then eventually Chelsea then came back in and um, I went on a three-day trial instead of a three-month trial. And uh, done really well and ended up signing. And that was, uh, that was sort of it from there. But I think the two rejections on, on the way, um, the first one, not so much from Portsmouth because I was young, but I think the rejection from Chelsea because I really thought I was going to get in. And uh, I think it's quite different when you're actually in a club and then you get released to trying to get in a club and then eventually saying, oh, well, you're not, you're not actually good enough. Um, so I think the Chelsea getting released from the Chelsea one first was a was a tough one to take because I really enjoyed going up there. It's such great facilities and stuff. So um, it was a bit of a long drive for my mum. So she might have been she might say differently, but um, 
no, it was uh, that one personally was a was a tough one to take. But and how um, did got you more get time over? To play I sort of just like I said, I, I ended up playing um, Sunday league with my friends, um, but it wasn't like a just willy nilly. It was an actual. I ended up playing in Southampton actually. Um, going back to the team that I was at before I went to Portsmouth and uh, they had loads of players that had been on trial with clubs and stuff like that. So we had a really, really good team. And um, I just went, went back there, joined there, trained two, uh, twice a week, played on the Sunday or the Saturday. I can't really remember. Um, but I just really enjoyed it. I think I just got rejected from Chelsea, got rejected from Portsmouth. And in them setups, it's, it's quite uh, intense. I think when you're young, they try and try and drill down on, on the te technical part of the game, the tactical part of the game, and you sort of go away from actually enjoying, enjoying playing. So I think personally for me, when I joined back up with my friends in the Sunday League and stuff like that, it, um, it did help me because I sort of took my eye off why I was actually playing. And the reason I was playing is because I love it and I think I'm good at it. And I think that got me back into uh, the right frame of mind to then start thinking, okay, well, I need to get into an academy now. I need to start really pushing myself and playing with better players and stuff like that. So uh, I'd say what, what, what got me through it was just going back to playing um, and enjoying my football. Nice. Very good. So let's go into something a little bit more positive then and back to your Chelsea days. Like, you, you didn't make many appearances. I know you made that one appearance, but coming on and replacing no one else other than Eden Hazard, like, that must, that must have been a point where you thought, I have made it. I know you said there's different times you said you didn't, but was that sort of one of them? Yeah, I think that was, uh, that was obviously a massive, um, a massive milestone. I think I look back now and I'm, I am really, uh, I'm really proud that I eventually got to that point. Um, but I think after I made the appearance, didn't play so well. I think I was, my nerves were just all over the place. I think we were winning, we were winning 3-1. So um, I think I got a few touches, didn't go so well, but it, it, it's sort of not really about that. It's sort of the fact that you're there, you're on the pitch, you're, I'm playing for Chelsea. It was like, it was such a, such a um, surreal moment. And obviously my family all traveled up and everyone got to watch it and, and uh, it was massive. But um, after that, I think that was the last game of the season. So I then went on loan. Um, and then from then, it just sort of fizzled out, I think. Um, so I, like I said, like, I feel like looking back at it now, when I'm in a good place, I'm, I'm settled at Reading, I'm doing really well. I look back and I think, like, like bloody hell, like, I really did managed to, to play for Chelsea when I was 18 and, and got to come on for Hazard. And I think a lot of, a lot of people don't realise this, actually. Uh, and this is probably one, probably a thing more that I take, um, that I feel like it's actually a bigger thing because it was actually Ashley Cole's last ever game for Chelsea. All right. Um, so, yeah, I, I come on for Edin Hazard. I think Jose Mourinho was manager. But Ashley Cole was probably England's best ever left back ever and I think that was his last ever game for Chelsea and um, I think I just take away from that like I, I played in Ashley Cole's last ever game for Chelsea and it was like 
no one really sort of thought about that. And I think I take that away, um, take that as more positive from actually getting my debut, I think. Um, <laughs> but no, it was such a surreal moment for me and my family to finally make that step to the first team after all the hard work and everything. It was, uh, yeah, it was huge. And I've still got the shirt, I've still got um, program, I think, from the day. So, um, yeah, and that was obviously my first appearance in the Premier League and, and my last. So hopefully if I, if I manage to get there again, there'll be a few more. Last until Reading get promoted, obviously. <laughs> hopefully, of course, we'll try our best this season. Well, this is going to be worth moving on to, actually. Like, you had a few loan moves, but then you've sort of arrived at Reading and you're just flying at the moment. And it's like, is it, do you feel like you've found what, a spiritual home maybe within Reading? So it's something like seven goals and five assists this season, but you've been such a regular for Reading. Do you know what, what's made you feel at home there? Um, I think uh, a big factor of coming to, Re to Reading at the start was um, they... Yap Stam just took over as manager. Um, they were bringing in loads of new players. Um, it was somewhere that I felt I could... Because uh, I, I, I played in the championship originally with Brentford and I had already played with Rotherham. So I knew that the championship wasn't a big step, wasn't too big of a step for me. I felt like I'd played the season before really well with Brentford. I think I scored seven goals um, for Brentford. And I was playing out of position, so I thought, but I'm, I, I, I could do well in this, in this league. I didn't want to drop down a league um, because I played down a league before um, with Swindon. So I knew that the level in the League One and the level in the Championship was different. And I felt like the, the Championship level was, was one that um, I could definitely play at. So when I joined Reading, I, I felt like I could kick on now. Um, and I think we we obviously got to the playoff final that one that season and didn't manage to didn't manage to go up and then I think I've had on and off seasons ever since I think um, I've done really well when I've played and I've also been hit with injury quite a lot um, and another thing uh, my my hometown is forty five to fifty minutes away so for players that are travelling that sign for Reading from up north it's obviously a lot harder for them. Um, because when things aren't going so well, you haven't got, I could just drive down back home and sort of take my mind off stuff. So I think that was obviously a factor in coming to Reading too. So um, there was a lot of, lot of positive reasons why I should come. And I think overall, my experience at Reading at the moment has been, I couldn't say anything bad. Oh, brilliant. Um, but you talk about obviously these different levels you've played at. You've also represented England at so many levels. It's like from under 16s all the way up to under 21s. How is it different playing for your national team and obviously wearing that, that crest compared to playing for, for Reading or Swindon or any of the other clubs you've played for? It's, yeah, it's huge. Obviously, when you, when you, get, when you first ever get your, your call up, I think I, was, I think I was 15 or 16. Um, first ever get your call up and then you, you play your first game. It's obviously huge. Um, so I've played, I played a lot through the ranks. I think I've played in every age group all the way up to 21s. Um, so yeah, it's massive. Obviously, it's a, it's a huge honour to play for your country. Um, you understand that it is development level still. Um, so maybe that because when you, especially when you go from playing in the championship to then under twenty ones for England, 
um, it's a big step. It's it's an honour to play, but you do realise that you're moving from actual uh, professional level to under twenty one level, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So when you're playing, when I was playing under twenty ones for Chelsea or under eighteens for Chelsea, and then you act, then you go and play under eighteens for England, it's like wow, like this is all the best players in my age group all playing for for one team. Playing for for England under twenty one is obviously a massive honour. It, it becomes a little bit different once you've actually started playing men's football and professional football for life. When I, when I was at Brentford and Reading, um, every game on the weekend is you, you, you have to try and get three points when um, playing like a friendly or something like that for, for, yeah, it's your country and it's huge getting the call up. Um, but the step isn't as much of a... a of a step when you're actually playing for like under 18s Chelsea or 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 so and so and then you make that step up and it's like bloody hell like I'm actually in a team with all my all the best players in England at my age group so I've got to really try and show like the level that I'm at and uh I loved every I loved every second of it and I still think when it comes to the international breaks now I'd love to go back and and join and 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 go to a camp and see the players that I, that I played with and stuff like that. And obviously um, great players that have gone on to do such good things. Oh, brilliant. Well, before we go on and to move about your, I'll talk about your education even, I, obviously I told the students you were coming in, there's a couple of questions that they, they wanted me to put forward to you, if that's all right, if I can. I've narrowed yeah, yeah, yeah. quite a lot, but I've picked up sort of the four that I think were sort of good questions to put forward to you, if that's all right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the first one was, how did you get noticed at a young age? Um, yeah, I was scouted for Portsmouth first, like I said, um, and I was also scouted for Chelsea. Um, I, I also went in to train with Southampton, um, which uh, I didn't mention. I, I, I only went there for like two or three training sessions. Um, but that was, uh, that was when Chelsea came back in and asked me to come on a three-day trial. So it was the same sort of time. So... As soon as Chelsea come back in, I was like, yeah, that's fine. As soon as you offer me anything, I'm signing. <laughs> and um, But I think when I was um, playing Sunday League, I think you never really know who's watching. And my, uh, my agent, who's my agent now, I was playing with his son back then. And uh, he always used to tell me, and my mum always used to tell me that you never, ever know who's watching. So when you go and play, don't play like you think, oh, this is a pointless game, no one's watching, I, I might as well just not run back or I might as well just pass here and not shoot. Or I just felt like every time I stepped out onto the pitch when I was younger, there was a chance that a scout from any team would be watching. And um, eventually there obviously was scouts. I think there's scouts everywhere that you wouldn't even know. Sometimes they wear big jackets that have the have the 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 um, crest on the front but sometimes they just dress up in normal clothes and walk away with a notepad so um, yeah I think just I just I would say to the kids now just go out and play every game like you like there's uh, like there's 10 scouts watching nice great good advice um, and the next one is who is the best player you've ever played with uh, I, I get this one quite often to be fair and I think I could easily say um, a Chelsea player because when I got on the pitch there were so many great players on the pitch 
um, but I only played for six minutes. So it's it's hard to it's hard to actually say some of them players. I think I can I can name a few that were playing that day. It was uh, Fernando Torres was playing up front. Um, I think Petr Cech was playing in goal. Um, I think Nemanja Matic was playing midfield. Obviously, Ashley Cole was playing. So there's so many players, and I think um, it's quite easy for me to just pick one of them because they're such great players. Uh, but actually play um, and think, wow, you're actually unbelievable. I played against uh, Rooney when he was at United. Um, so I didn't play with him, but on being on the same pitch as him, when, uh, when he was, and I think one that goes a, a bit amiss as well for United was Michael Carrick, who no one really sorts to think, seems to think is a, a great player, but actually playing against him was uh, as an eye opener with how the way he moves the ball and how quickly he moves the ball and stuff like that. So um, played with obviously some greats at Chelsea. Um, but I only play for six minutes, so it's a, it's a tough one for me to say that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and then question three is, who was your footballing hero growing up? I think I'd probably say uh, there's three, I think, and they all play in the same position because I've always been a central midfielder. So I think uh, Steven Gerrard, Frank Lampard and Zinedine Zidane. Okay. I think... They all play in the same same sort of position. I think Lampard and Gerrard are obviously the same type of player. And then Zidane's obviously, a, a, I think, a, probably just a level above. And I think um, growing up, watching Frank Lampard and Gerrard in the Premier League, um, being the best two midfielders in the Premier League for, for, for so long, um, Gerrard doing what he does, Frank Lampard doing getting into the box and scoring goals, especially when he was at Chelsea too. Obviously, when I was there, that was someone that I would look up to and try and emulate when I actually go onto the pitch. Um, and then Zidane was obviously one of the best players in, in the world. So them three, I would definitely pick out and think they're the ones that I tried to watch and learn from um, when I was younger. And um, yeah, they're definitely three of the players that I admired. Three massive players there. Um, and the last question then from our students would be, what advice, and I think you've already touched on this a little bit, but um, what advice would you give someone who wants to become a professional footballer? Um, yeah, I think, obviously, I, I touched on it earlier. I think um, working hard um, and doing everything you possibly can to just become a better player. I think I relied on my ability on the ball when I was younger and sort of looked away from actually, I think I always worked hard on the pitch. I think it was more away from it and maybe my diet every now, every couple of seasons or um, not looking after my muscles after a game. And I think that really took its toll on me a little bit when uh, I first joined Reading because I had such a good, great season, my first ever proper season in the championship that, I thought, oh, well, I can do that again next season when my body wasn't really ready for it. Um, and then I ended up getting loads of injuries and loads of niggly ones. And I think that's just something that I would tell my younger self now is just, just do everything you can possible to become injury-free and a better player, just all round. You can become a better player technically, but if 
physically you're not up to the standards that you need to be at or up to the standards at least of your teammates then you're going to look good but when it actually comes to working hard and and the games become tough and you sort of maybe might die out a little bit in, in the game and I think scouts will probably look at that um, but for, for young players coming through now I think you just have to work so much harder than than your teammates and and the, and the opposition um, and I think that will go a long way obviously talent will come out eventually but um, yeah working hard and, and doing your best away from the pitch um, and on it obviously is uh is the main thing I would tell myself now. Brilliant. There was loads of other questions, but I know I know you're pushed for time. Because I'd even like to ask, how could we convince you to come to Portsmouth now to get out of League One? But um, <laughs> so um, we'll move on to your education, if that's all right. And just even though we're a school, we appreciate not everything can be taught within the school. So do you put any of your success down to your school education? Um, I think a little bit, yeah. I think obviously when I was at when I was at Chelsea, we um, we had to do schoolwork because I was still at school. So my school were really good with um, letting me go, um, letting me have a couple of days off to go and train. But they would always give me work to take with me. Um, so I was never behind on my schoolwork, and uh, they 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 helped massively with that. And if I ever had a problem at school. They would always contact Chelsea and then Chelsea would then go back to them. If there's, all, there's so many people behind the scenes that sort of help young players. Um, and I think, yeah, school really did help because I wasn't behind on my work. Um, and I know as when, if, if I'm not playing so well at football, I'll go to school and I'll be like, well, like, I just want to go and play. But then you, have, you just have to do your, do your work. And then when you're away from school, you sort of forget about it. But they gave me work to do when I was away um, and Chelsea obviously set a time in the day where um, you actually do have to sit down and do all your schoolwork. So for them to let me have two days off to train and then eventually three days off to train was, was massive. Nice. That's, that's, that's really good. Um, but do you feel like any of your qualifications or anything you learned within the classroom assisted that as well? Obviously the school being flexible was great, but do you think any of the content, you, you took away from school and applied that to your career? Um, yeah, I think um, there was, because I, I like, like this, I do a lot of interviews um, and I do a lot of stuff that, um, that, uh, that, I, that I would have had to learn at school. Um, there was a lot of stuff, a lot of classes that I enjoyed. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I learned, I learned so much. I think just the little things, I think that, that kids would learn now, just, just knowing how to, how to to um to take especially interviews and stuff and talking on camera is loads of loads of stuff that I would uh I wouldn't have I would have been nervous to do if I if I hadn't learned that at school. Um, I enjoyed my classroom. Um, I wasn't really the loudest, but uh, I, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed uh, most of the most of the classes that that I was in. I mean, there's obviously some classes that don't go as well as others, and I think. That uh, sport is obviously a massive one for me. So to to do sport was was huge, and um, yeah, and that's that's what I, I learned a lot at um, at uh, at school and took that obviously away to Chelsea with me too. 
Now, unfortunately, that's where the interview had to cut off. John had to go to a meeting at 10.30 and he couldn't be late. So unfortunately, he did have to leave us. But he did message me later and he gave me a message that he wanted to pass on to the students for that all-important question I asked at the end of every interview. What advice would you pass on to students currently in school? And this was John's message to all students in school today. The best advice I could give the kids at school today would be work as hard as possible when you're at school. Because no matter what you want to do after school, whether it's a sports person or anything like that, having good grades and a good education behind you will always help if them career choices don't plan out. Then the grades and everything you learn while you're at school can help you figure out what you'd want to do in the next part of your life. I think that's a fantastic bit of advice from John and it was fantastic having him on, his pod on our podcast. That is all for today. And once again, if you do like what you hear, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, and for any more information, do visit our website. Have a fantastic day.